Oh, live from New York, it's the show that claims they can easily bowl a 135. <laughs> because they took a bowling class in college, which also raised several questions. It's first things first today. Dak keeps throwing pick sixes. Does he need to be more boring to keep the other team from scoring? Meanwhile, another day, another non-guaranteed dollar. The latest on Lamar and his playoff availability, it's not good. And finally, in one hour, well, you're in luck. It's the most motivating segment in all of sports television. Alongside Nick Wright, I'm Kevin Wilds. Broussard, any surprises on the bud list? No, but I just have a lot of motivation to dish out. Oh, great. Good. I'm dishing out large mo- large pieces of inspiration, guys. So get like, ready. Like pizza? Like there's slices? Pieces, whatever you want to call it. It would be good. I always thought because we, we were playing around like we were pouring. Yeah, we were pouring more yeah, than we Cups, whatever. Cups. We're talking about it on tap. Brady's future. <laughs> Monday night, Brady will be in Tampa Bay. After that, who knows? New report says that the GOAT going to Miami is, quote, definitely on the table. Wow. We know there was some interest last year. Does this make sense to you now, Nick? Absolutely. No. 100%. It's spe- it, if you would, it made sense before the season. It did not make sense at the midway point of the season. And now it makes sense once again. It didn't make sense at the midway point of the season because it was like, well, they're just obviously going to stick with Tua. Even though guys such as myself still had some question marks about him, mm-hmm. he's so much younger and seemingly had so much more upside, and he's under contract. All of it's like, okay, Tua, Mike McDaniel might be coach of the year, and Tua is going to be their quarterback of the future. He's an MVP, right? But it was a dark horse MVP. He was. You got, yeah, oh, it's sure. no doubt. Tyree, more than Tyree. Uh, and so, but now, if I were to t- let's start here. Next year, who are you more confident? We'll play all 17 games. Tom Brady at 46 years old or Tua Tonga-Vailoa. I feel almost badly talking about that, but if you're the Dolphins, you have to do that math there. Also, I still think Mike McDaniel is a super sharp coach. But they wanted Sean Payton before, and Brady wanted Sean Payton. And if you guys don't think it's on the board that if the Miami Dolphins get rolled this weekend and Stephen Ross, who tried to make this happen to the loss of a draft pick and other stuff this offseason, wouldn't consider calling up Sean Payton and seeing if he and Tom Brady want to do what they tried to do a year ago, of course that's on the board. And Brady in this offense, with those weapons, with the added motivation, no bud list there yet, but of being able to do it in the AFC East against Bill Belichick, yeah. against the Patriots, for all and not having to move that far, whatever his family situation is. Yeah. Right now they've worked out to where he can go from Florida to wherever. He'd still be in Florida, still be on the East Coast. For all those reasons, whether they keep Mike McDaniel or while they, whether they try to make it a package deal, I think one year of Tom Brady in Miami makes a lot of sense. It makes all the sense in the world. All right, And the one place I disagree with you, Nick, is on McDaniel. I'm sticking with Mike McDaniel. If they, they, what if Brady if they says you got blast, it? <sighs> what if Brady says it, it's both of us or neither of us? Ah, that that's tough. They're that's tough. But McDaniel is a good coach. I think he's shown that. I, I totally agree. Right? I and, totally and I think agree. he deserves to keep this job. But I do think they need to bring in Brady. And you said it to. And look, I don't cut to her. No, of now, course not. Okay, I keep to her. Let him learn at the feet of the goat for a year. And, I mean, I don't think that matters in terms of concussions that you didn't play for a year. But, you know, hopefully he can get healthy, you know, sure. and come. If Brady's one year, it's a one-year yes. deal. You try to win the Super Bowl. And if whatever happens, if Brady leaves after one year, Tua's there ready to take the reins. You're right. He gets to you know, beat up Belichick twice a year. No, he won't. Uh, well, you don't like this. I, I, it leaves a sour taste in my mouth for me and for Tom Brady. First, I'll talk about Tom Brady. Okay. Stay out of the AFC East, just practically. The Jets are going to be sneaky good next yes. year. Woody Johnson says they're going to get somebody. Maybe they, let's Derek give them Carr. Derek Carr. Right. Yes. All of a sudden, Jets are sneaky good. We know Josh Allen is fantastic. They might get better after they go on a nice little playoff run. After they win the Super Bowl. Patriots, we're going to get a new uh, offensive coordinator. Just from a football standpoint, we're, AFC East is going to be Pack. Well, listen, I the, just true. not to interrupt. Even we don't even have to argue about the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Even if the Patriots stink, 
the AFC East is still really tough. Right. So I sure. agree with your general point. Yeah, and then emotionally, I think it's just a bad move. Why? It feels Brett Favre to the Vikings to me. Just it's, not gonna, uh, it's just not going to be a nice. If he wins a Super Bowl with Miami, winning a Super Bowl with Miami, you're not going to be. You're they not going to be a very good team this th- year, right? This year, Tom guys. Brady should look around and say, "Huh, I'm in the playoffs. I'm getting a lot of compliments. I'm also under 500. Maybe I should pick out a nice, nice little weak division to go to." Don't stay away from Patrick Mahomes. That's stay your away best from argument. Because I, I look, I, I do think this is the other than San Francisco. If they struggle, you know, yes. if they somehow lose to Seattle or whatever, this is the best landing spot for him. But you're right, the division. So, that that's a good. But point. here's where I disagree wholeheartedly about how much the division part should should play a part of it. Do we all agree that if Tom Brady this year, let's say they even beat the Cowboys mm-hmm. and then they get rolled in round two? That for him this year will feel like a failure. Yes. Make it, under 500. No, of, of, course. of course. So my I'm point is division. he is only in the Super Bowl business. And if you're trying to win the Super Bowl, the math should not be where can I go to most easily win the division. Your math needs to be what team is good enough for me to have a chance to not just win a crummy division, but to win a Super Bowl, which is why, yes, of course, San Francisco would be the best option. But it does. I don't know. We'll see what they do in the playoffs, what Purdy does, all of that. But then the other options are of teams that need a quarterback and we think have a ton of talent are all in brutal divisions. The Jets would be an option. They're in the same division. The Dolphins, obviously, we just talked about. The Raiders, some people have speculated. That's a brutal division. You have Mahomes and Herbert. So the idea of, oh, stay in the AFC South and go to Carolina, yeah, you can win that division. Why not just stay with the Bucs? Because what? he was trying to leave the Bucks last year. They're well, not that and, good. And they're not that. I think he okay, needs good. more talent. Oh, good. Well, then good. You should pick them to lose. Just like I am. No. Yeah, oh, all right. Twisting we'll you guys see how up that there. one goes. Well, one team's scoring, one team's boring. I know that much. I turn our attention on the field. Dak Prescott. You know what? I like it now. I like it now. I don't. It has gone through the exact same evolution of my feelings about you. Oh, yeah. In the beginning, like, what wow. is this even keep about? Showing, and now I just up. love you. Yeah. And then it turns. Yeah, eventually. Uh, Dak keeps throwing the ball the wrong team. Jerry Jones rejects the idea. That Dak is turnover prone. Take a listen. It's in Dak's DNA not to turn the ball over. His famous story that I often repeat is that he said more often than not when his mother saw him in the kitchen, she'd say, remember, no turnovers. He understands turnover better than all of us put together. Was that a turn? Was that a turnover food joke? Yeah. Okay, I didn't get it. Uh, Dak's interception in his NFL career, Brew, used to be pretty good, not great this year. So, are you expecting a clean game from Dak in Tampa Bay Monday night? All right, first of all, let me address Jerry Jones. <laughs> oh, man. This is what I mean by foolishness. And I'm not even talking about the corny joke uh, about being in the it. kitchen. And, yeah, he's man, I'm not even talking about that, though. It's in Dak's DNA not to turn the ball over? Really? Well, it used to be. Then why did he lead the league in interceptions despite missing five games? Needs a blood transfusion. All right, and, 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 and two of his years he's had more than he's had double-figure interceptions. I, I get it. He hasn't been, you know, throwing the ball all over the yard. He used to, in, in turnovers. Used to be a strength, bro. But hold on. This was the question. Turnovers. All right, that includes fumbles. Dak has led the league in fumbles twice in his career. That's good. See, I dig. I don't just go on a superficial (laughs) level. I dig. And Jerry should have He led the league in interceptions this year. He's led the league in fumbles twice. I mean, come on. No, I don't expect him to play a clean game. He's thrown interceptions in his last seven games. And in four of those games, Nick, he's thrown two interceptions. Yeah, listen, aside from the totally unnecessary drive-by on Wilds. Was it on me or you? I I don't know. It couldn't have been on me. It wouldn't have made sense. It had to be about you. I don't know what you did. Aside from that, I agree with almost everything Bruce said. So here's the deal. These are the types of things you can gamble on. And I'm not, inc- I'm not saying anyone needs to gamble on it, but it gives you an idea of what the marketplace thinks. Yeah. So of all the starting quarterbacks this weekend, except for Baltimore and Miami, they're not listed because they haven't named their starter. You have odds on, will they throw a pick? Will they not mm-hmm. throw a pick? According to Vegas, the quarterback this week most likely to throw an interception is Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. He's minus right. 180. To minus throw, 180. Minus 180 to throw an interception. About if you figure it out, given the vig on it, it's about 62 percent 
chance, they think. About a 3-5 and five shot, he does throw a pick. You threw up there the 3.8% interception. Yeah, it's a good graphic. I dug around It's a great that. graphic, Thank man. It's not surface-level stuff. That that's ant interception. I knew that off the top <laughs> of the dome. Uh, <laughs> okay. That not only leads the league, it, it's not only double his career average. Yeah. It leads the league by a substantial margin. And so the quarterbacks this year that have an interception percentage at 3.0 or more, Zach Wilson, Marcus Mariota, Davis Mills, Carson Wentz, Justin Fields, and Dak Prescott. Not great. That's it. And no one else is above 3.5. Dak's at 3.8. And so all every single game this year, He's thrown the ball more than 25 times. He's yeah. thrown a pick. And I, the reason I agreed with Brew so much is I'm not certain it'll be a pick in this game. But could I see Dak sitting in the pocket a little too long and having someone come along behind him uh, and jar the ball count. loose? No, no, no. Does. It absolutely counts. 100% that counts. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the, it's the, a turnover. It's, As Armas going is, forward, it's fumble. Okay, no, not, only is it a turn, pass, not only is it a turnover, but a lot of sometimes there's nothing to do. Sometimes it's lack of awareness. Sometimes it is trying to do too much. And I think that it is, it is odd that we have gotten to this point that this guy, when he was a rookie, the whole argument was 23 touchdowns, four picks, takes care of the ball, knows what the team does well. They, they don't have as good of a running game as they once did. They have a better defense than they did back then. Yeah. And yet he finds a way right now to dig himself in a hole that you don't need to. But and then so he the, digs himself out. I, I think last, they can survive one interception by him. You think? Here's the thing. Throwing an interception in the last seven games. Mm-hmm. What's their record? Five and two. Oh, my goodness we saw gracious. The people they faced. Oh, every other back. quarterback it's bad for. Do you know why? <laughs> because since Dak has come back, Dallas leads the league in scoring. They scored 32 and a half points. I don't know how they score half points. I was trying to dig around, bro, and I couldn't figure <laughs> I, it that out. Was dig- that was surface, too. That wasn't surface. I'll tell that you, it was, was not surface. surface. The guy is scoring in Tampa Bay is boring. So, so they're going to end up winning. You're like, wow, Tom Brady, clean game, 17 points. Dak, one interception, 28 points. You're going to be like, oh, oh wow, it's right you again. You are really confident in the Cowboys. They, he scores 32 points a game, and Tom Brady scores less than the Bears, who score the worst team in the league. The Washington, I was going to say the Washington football worse. team. Last week they scored six. Well, the Bucks score less than Washington <laughs> on the year. <laughs> and Nina Bay is back. I ain't understand. He can't catch the ball. Uh, moving on, Micah Parsons logged on to the old Twitter. Still running. All those engineers. Yeah. Uh, share some thoughts about being left out of the players' all-pro team and the idea of racing Tyreek Hill at the Pro Bowl. First up, man, I'm in playoff mode. Forget that list. Why Congrats the, to those who made it, though. It we, we don't like the word forget. Okay. They deserve it. <laughs> it was Micah Parsons and Tyreek Hill. Oh, oh so what are you talking about? Micah Parsons. And no, it was uh, Miles, oh, Miles, Miles Garrett, Garrett and, and Nicky Bosa. And Nick Bosa. Yep. And then about racing Tyreek, said, sorry, I'm in the Super Bowl. I'm but uh, be uh, confident that Cheetah will hold it down for me in my absence. It's not really how a race works. Also, a kind of a sneak diss on the Dolphins. Why right. Will they be you in the won't Super be Bowl in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm going to be in the Super Bowl. Tyreek's schedule's wide open. Good go point. Ahead. Yeah. I like that. Tyreek didn't argue, though. Uh-uh. Yeah. He, he didn't argue. Um, what was your take on the tweets? Would I prefer he's not out there tweeting stuff like this? Sure. Uh, but the fact that it was Tyreek Hill, at least one of them, I, I get it. You're responding to another player, another great player. But I, I'm, you know what? I'm not going to kill Micah for this. Okay. I, I, I don't – I mean, I'm, I like the confidence, all right, to, to want to be in the Super Bowl. And I, I like this even more. He did not rip Nick Bosa and Miles Garrett. How are you he, going to? Those huh? guys are really good. No, I, I get it. I, and I don't know that he got snubbed. I mean, they, they had great uh, – at those – I don't know that he should have been over one of those. Oh, I, I – well, I did – listen, I, I – the – him already talking about the Super Bowl – is not ideal, but it doesn't really matter. He's right about his, that he was snubbed. Nicky Bosa was the best defensive player in the league this year and should win defensive player of the year. Micah Parsons was better than Miles Garrett this yeah. year. Flatly. I understand Miles Garrett has had more sacks, and I, I understand Tackles that component. Of it. I, yes, 
But Miles Garrett is also a full-time pass rusher, and Micah Parsons is doing more for the Cowboys' defense for a better defense than what Miles Garrett was doing okay. and had more of an impact. So I understand his frustration there. I don't think he's wrong. I do think that, you know, a little tease for about 45 minutes from now, if the Cowboys are going to have a chance against the Bucks, Micah is going to have to have a great game. And I know no recipe for a great game more than a healthy dose of motivation. So That's I right. hope Brew has Ooh. put him on the bud list. The Maybe. Cowboys. Oh, you know what? Wild, I just what? realized. What? Brew knows the power of the bud list. Yeah. And he has invested so much equity and capital in the Cowboys losing. There's not going to be any Cowboys on the Bucs list. Is that list. true? He doesn't we'll want to. We'll see. Stay tuned. Oh, stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. Okay. okay. All right. Nick doesn't know my thoughts. No, <laughs> no, he does no not that's know true. No, there's, uh, 44 minutes to bud list coming up. <laughs> Meanwhile, will Ravens regret paying Lamar? The answer is yes. Next on First Things First. Not paying. You meant not paying. Shoot. <laughs> okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. Check in on the Baltimore drama. Harbaugh was asked if Lamar's absence is linked to his contract situation. Now, he could have poured cold water on this whole narrative. He didn't. Take a listen. Fans do it. They, they go and they say, oh, this has to be contract related. What do you say to fans that think that that's the reason of this? I don't really have anything to say to them right now because I'm focusing on the game. You know, really, I'm mean, that's really, I wouldn't say that things don't ever make you mad that you read or you hear. And people do speculate on different things. And sometimes, yeah, you kind of do, you go, man, I can't believe someone would say that or think that. But the, you try your best not to, not to let it affect you emotionally. So uh, at this point in time, just kind of ignoring all that. Okay. That's a bad answer. Wilds, ask me the question real quick. Hey, do you think that Lamar Jackson, he had a knee injury, and you thought he was going to come back, but now... Right, you know, I'm glad... I'll stop you there, because I know where you're going with it. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad you asked me that question. I want to make something very clear. From the moment Lamar Jackson walked into this building, he has been on and off the field the perfect representation of what we hope a Baltimore Raven to be. There is nothing in this young man's history that shows anything other than he fights for his teammates and he fights to get on the field. I, I'm sure no one is more frustrated than Lamar that an injury that he thought and we thought would knock him out for a few weeks yeah. still kept him off the field. But the moment he's healthy, he wants to be out here more than anyone. We're having to fight to keep him in the, tra in the training room and to make sure he's doing the right thing for himself. Can I ask a follow-up? Yeah. Hey, do you really believe that? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, so... But you're right. That uh, should have been the answer. Why is that not the answer? And dead that. And the answer, the reason that's not the answer, I think, is because I think Harbaugh's frustrated. Now, maybe some of the frustration, Greg, is with his bosses. He might be stuck in the middle here. Mm -hmm. He's not the one negotiating the contract. It's not his money. So he maybe he understands Lamar's position, but is still a little frustrated with it. And this, I, here's where I'm at, Greg. I think we are heading towards the worst case scenario for both parties. I think when this deal didn't get done, what was the worst case scenario for the Ravens? Lamar misses time, and it looks like we just can't survive without him. Check. When it didn't get done, what was the worst case scenario for Lamar? I don't show market improvement as a passer, and I get hurt again, and I'm not able to get that playoff monkey off my back. It's about to be a check. He didn't practice again today. So I, I think this is, gives you an idea, Greg, as to why teams pay quarterbacks early. Why, when guys like me are like, why would you pay Kyler early? 
Like just, you didn't have to pay him, wait. Maybe the answer is because if you do wait, things fester, it turns relationships, and all of a sudden you might have a season wrecked by it. So I think it's a disaster. I didn't have a problem with his answer. I really? Think, yeah, I didn't at all. There's no point in him acknowledging it in this moment at this time, at this juncture, because he has to, get a, he has to prepare a team to play a playoff game. Like, you can't – the number one thing that you're taught or that, that's communicated to you when you go in the team meeting room after the regular season, guys, one focus, one goal, no distractions. You can't now all of a sudden allow for the media, your media, to continue to ask questions that are going to be asked throughout the run if you continue to win about Lamar Jackson. Like, you have to shut it down now. We all know how Harbaugh feels about Lamar Jackson, but you said something that, that I've experienced myself. He doesn't deal with the contracts. I remember when my, my last year in Green Bay, before that year started, Mike McCarthy sat me down in his office and he said, look, I understand what's going on. Look, I, you know how I feel about you. I want you here. Hopefully things get done. I'm trying to get a contract done as well. I have an agent. You have agents. Let them handle that and let us handle what we handle on the field, and hopefully everything works out. That's how it has to be. It seems harsh. It seems like, oh, why is he telling us more about Lamar? Because that can't be his focus in this moment when he's dealing with a team that is without their best player. He has to provide them everything they need as far as the confidence and the, uh, as far as the scheme to prepare for a Bengals team that we all believe can make a run. win the yeah. Super Bowl. Right. He did say within the past week, I believe, about a week ago, he said to the reporters, you know how I feel about Lamar. Like, I think he has said that before. But I'll just say to the audience, and even those that didn't work as reporters in this business, isn't it interesting that we have – we know nothing about Lamar's situation. Yep. We don't know how serious the injury is. We don't know the numbers that the, the teams were talking about. We don't know if the contract is a factor in this. It tells you where all the leaks come from. Agents. Because yeah. his Cause mom is his agent. Happen. So she's not talking to NFL reporters. And the Ravens must not be talking to anybody. So it's coming from agents. From your reporter background, do you want to hear Lamar talk? Because we haven't heard from Lamar either. I would, yes, kind of absolutely. Of course now, I don't think he'll talk. talk. But, yeah, I'd love yeah. – and I think actually the Ravens well, I mean, I would be smart he. to send him out there to talk. Greg, no. you, don't, you no. don't think he should? No. You don't Absolutely. think he should? No. To take, take no. away from – well, from everybody, a reporter's standpoint, I'd love to hear from Exactly. <laughs> and from our standpoint, we would love to hear it. But everybody in that locker room knows – you just laid it out. They all know who Lamar is. He's communicating to them. He, they see him every day. They, they talk to him every day. He's talking to the most important people that he's going to have and continue to grow relationships with. I have no problem with what Lamar is doing. None. All right, turn our attention to the game. Sunday night, Joe Burrow, always confident. Gronk, also confident in the Cincinnati offense. Take a listen. It's going to be Joe Burrow again. I mean, he's going to decimate the Baltimore Ravens defense. Uh, the, the Baltimore Ravens, they can sign whoever they want for $100 million. It's not going to stop Joe Burrow. You buying that? Uh, well, first of all, uh, what subtle shot at uh, Roquan Smith? Not so subtle, because he said he didn't even know the guy's name. So whoever, <laughs> yeah, whoever they want to give a hundred million dollars, that linebacker, whatever. But anyway, um, I don't agree with Gronk. I think the Bengals clearly going to win. I think they're going to win by ten points. Ooh. And I don't, I don't think it'll ever be in question. Mm. I think they'll be in control. They'll win handily. But I don't think Burrow's just going to run roughshod over. Baltimore, they know him pretty well. Now, last year he did. We threw for an average of 400 yards or something like that. This year, though, two games, average about 215 yards a game, only, what, two touchdowns and we one can pick. Show, throw, so throw I, yeah, I don't screen think for he's Brew. going to. We can show to, the numbers. You can keep going, Brew. But yeah, I, I don't the, think he's going to have, like, a field day on them, but I think they win comfortably but not in a super blowout. I, I got to tell you, if Lamar were playing – I think I was going to pick the Ravens. Mm. Mm. It's very, you very difficult right to pick Snoop Huntley, especially coming off an injury. But those numbers are jarring as far as what Burrow does against the Ravens this year versus what he does against everyone else. Right. Mm -hmm. Then these numbers for the Ravens as a whole, Greg, since they got whatever his name, that linebacker, is for $100 million. <laughs> Second in the league in points allowed. Third in yards per game allowed. First in red zone touchdown percentage. And they have allowed the following points, the defense has. 13, 3, 28, but that was to the Prince, so you can't blame them. Ugh. 9, 14, 13, 9, 
13-20. Last week, I know you're like, didn't they score 27? But there's seven was a defensive score. So the defense, that's what the defense has allowed. And so the one time they've allowed more than 14 points twice. Once was to the Prince, and the other time they really only allowed 20, and they got four turnovers to set that. The Ravens offense turned the ball over four times Anthony Brown. I, I think that this defense absolutely could give the Bengals real trouble. I think it absolutely could be knocking Joe Burrow around, particularly if Kappa's not playing and we know Lyle Collins isn't playing. So, yeah, because of the quarterback injury, the Bengals should be able to survive it. But this feels to me like an old AFC North 16-13 type of game. Really? Absolutely. Oh, so, so, in da- so you're basically giving the Ravens a chance. 100%. Wow. Absolutely, I'm giving the Ravens so a chance. So, initially, I was thinking, I'm like, man, yeah, since Rokon Smith, before Rokon Smith, they had, they had eight games without him, right, prior to his arrival. Yeah. Gave up six games. Six of those games, 20-plus points. He comes in, you just yep. laid it all out. And then I'm listening to you guys. And I understand it's the division, division game. There's some familiarity there. But I'm with Gronk right now. Okay. Don't disrespect Joe Burrow and the Bengals like this. Like, I'm not trying to throw any shade at the Baltimore Ravens defense because they have drastically improved since the first half of the season. Right. But this Bengals team, what they do best is get the ball to their guys down the field, and Joe Burrow is the catalyst behind all of that. They run the ball. They can throw the ball. They have options all across the field. They're going to get it done. I get it. 17 points the first time, I believe it was. 20, 27 this, this week, time, but, seven but was you laid that all out. They, they will have a big performance. So, blowout. I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout. He, he said Joe Burrow is going to decimate a, this team. If he decimates them, it's a blowout. because He's, he's going to throw score. for over 300 yards. Easy. You've got to have some surprise this weekend. That's correct. So, so that's that. listen, we don't necessarily not be have it. to have There's some. No way. Hold on a second. What's we don't, the surprise? We, There's no way what, they beat well, hold, hold on. No way is, is, Unless is, Lamar is strong. Eh, Lamar's not going to play it would look like. Here's what I'm going to say. I Every wild card weekend, almost every wild card weekend, there's one big surprise. Mm-hmm. This weekend, it's a little tougher because you have two potential you know, backup or third-string quarterbacks playing. So you want to cross them off. I Man, last year in the playoffs, the Bengals in those four games forced nine turnovers. And they only committed two. And those games were all in the balance on the final possession. They, they were a fantastic. And Joe Burrow is as clutch as anybody in the league. I give him all the credit. I... I feel like right now, Cincinnati is a touch overvalued. Come on, go. I'm not there. Wait, 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 wait for tomorrow. Really quick. Right there. Yeah. The Was bed. this not one of your – a couple of days ago, were you not saying you had coined the better than a buy? Was this well, that was, no, no, no. That was when I thought it was Anthony Brown. But now Tyler Huntley's practiced today. So if Ty, I think Tyler Huntley – But it's not it, definite, right? No, no, no. Listen, playing. If, if Anthony Brown's playing, they're done. But with Tyler Huntley, Snoop Huntley, they got it there, – there's a – there's a oh, pass. they've been averaging so much. There's right, a pass, so many right. points. I'm just saying. I don't think they, they can't score enough. Points. I'm just. I, I said 16-13. Can I borrow, some, say can I borrow something from you really quick? That's just hard. Better than the buy right okay, now, baby. No, wow. No. No. Just, what? That's just hard. Two minutes ago, he's like, I'm not going to disrespect the Ravens. He's hoping they get beat. Let me get it. Because he's scared of them. He's hoping they get beat. Cars out of Las Vegas. First thing first. You're scared of the Bengals. You're scared of the Are you ready to take control of your health and conquer your weight loss goals? Look no further than Factor, your ultimate solution to better eating. Each Factor meal is always fresh, chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. No more waiting around or spending hours in the kitchen. Just heat and eat. It's that simple. Over 35 different options to choose from each week, including calorie-smart, Protein Plus, and Keto, Factor ensures you'll never get bored. With more than 60 add-ons to help you stay full and feeling good all day long. Pancakes, smoothies, and more. With Factor, there's no prepping, no cooking, and certainly no cleanup needed. The best part? You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Sign up and save because we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Eat better, feel better, and conquer your day with Factor. 
So what are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash first things first 50 and use code first things first 50 to get 50% off. That's code first things first 50 at factormeals.com slash first things first 50 to get 50% off. Fuel up, eat better, and achieve greatness. Get started today. Derek Carr and the Raiders officially broke up today. Carr released a lovely statement because he's a nice guy. Raider Nation, it breaks my heart. I didn't get an opportunity to say goodbye in person. I once said that if I'm not a Raider, I would rather be at home, but I never envisioned it ending this way. This is sad. It is sad. The fire burning inside of me to win a championship still rages. (laughs) So I look forward to a new city and a new team. Nick, we'll start with you. It's a two-pronged question. Sure. What's next for the Raiders and what's next for Derek Carr? Well, I hope Carr ends up with the Jets, and I think that would be a really that would be good team. Great. I that think that'd be, be perfect. Uh, Bad for the Patriots. For the for the Raiders, that'd be good for the Patriots. It puts them in position maybe draft Caleb Williams. Oh, better yeah. chance That's to be true. the worst team in football. That's true. Um, the Raiders, Greg, better have a real plan. Because Wilds put up a graphic ten days ago or something of the possible free agent quarterbacks for the Raiders. And I looked at all of them and I'm like, hmm. Derek Carr's better than almost all those guys. I told you. And you said it. And the other thing is, it should be noted, they're like, oh, they're trying to trade him. Carr has a no-trade clause. Mm -hmm. So if his agent tells him, Mm -hmm. you'll get more money, if you're a free agent, you'll be signed to a better contract than you're currently on, he can veto everything. And they'll get nothing for him, they'll have to release him. So listen, maybe all their eggs are in the Brady or Garoppolo basket because of the relationship with McDaniel. Brady or Garoppolo. So be it. No, they've got to have a plan. But they better better not end up week one starting quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders visiting Kansas City with Jared Stidham. That can't be the plan. I I go back to Devontae, man. Like, you bring this guy in here and you, you send their car away. You, you definitely better have a plan, and that right. plan better look really good and pleasing to your number one guy. Like, he's your main attraction right now offensively. Who's going to get him the ball? You think he's going to be excited about Jimmy Garoppolo? No. It has to be a Tom Brady wow. Sorry, or an Aaron Rodgers. Wow. Period. I'm going to continue to say The Rodgers thing is interesting. Like, it has to be one of those two guys that you put all your eggs in either one of those baskets and go for all of it. Yeah, Period. Sure. That will give them the best. They they're not a team that's not that's looking to rebuild. Don't like, they have the seventh pick? Seventh pick. I mean, one of these quarterbacks. You know, it depends on the mind drafts you look at. I don't think no. that Devontae's yeah. going to be excited no. about that. I mean, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't think C.J. Stroud or Bryce would be there. And I, I agree with you it. though. What I do is I would try to go get Brady, but now with Miami in the mix, that might not be there. But Brady or Rodgers, Rogers I'd be willing to trade sense. for Rodgers. Yeah, and obviously that would make Devontae happy. But Brady is would be my number one choice. And then if if one of the top three quarterbacks is there, take them. Let them learn under Brady. But I don't want. I agree with you. Devontae a lot of help on about defense. They do need a lot of help. On they do. The they pick do. On someone that's not going to play. Go ahead. Yeah, but that's the only play. They're going to sure. need a quarterback at some point. Well, I've said this before. To me, it felt like Devontae Adams and Derek Carr kind of signed up for a movie together. It's like, hey, we'll be like a buddy cop movie. And then Derek Carr gets jettisoned, and the director has to go to Devontae Adams like, hey, I got a great plan. It's going to be Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. It's like, okay, but what if it's not? What am I doing here? And it sounds a little bit to me like a pipe dream that you're going to get, I don't know, one or the other, one of the top ten quarterbacks of all time. If it doesn't work, I'd be, I would be unhappy if I was Devontae Adams. 100% Greg, I'm surprised he committed that he felt so optimistic when he had a chance to when he had that little press conference in front of his locker. When, when you say he felt optimistic. Then he said, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm still here. I he want, talked I want about to be wanting here. to be you, a Raider. Yeah, that's, yeah. Where, yeah. I thought he, that's where he's, he's from. from. But you have to be that way when the season's not over. Like, you're, coming, you're trying to show support and love to a guy that's going to be potentially throwing you the ball. You don't know what his future holds. Stidham. You, yeah, Stidham. Like, you, you got to be that way. But now in the offseason, I'm talking to everybody upstairs like, it, look, what are we doing? He, right. Here's the interesting thing. The teams that we know are in the quarterback marketplace were forced there, right? Like Houston has, right. hasn't had a choice really ever since Sean forced his way out. Carolina did everything they could. 
A trade for Darnold, trade for Baker. It hasn't worked out. Washington has been on this treadmill. Indy's been on this treadmill. Yep. New Orleans, Drew Brees retired. They, the Raiders opted into it. Self-inflicted. The right. Raiders had they a did. fine quarterback that they decided, I understand it when you're competing with Mahomes and to a lesser extent Herbert, wasn't good enough. But you've got to. My guess is when they met with Devontae, they said, we got this. Trust us. Yeah. But, I, but you've got it. Listen, yeah, they, you got to land that plane. It's not, those guys are going to play somewhere, do. but you got to land that plane or else this and you is you forgot, Russ. Can I make one final statement that really division. gets me upset? <laughs> I mean, see, what? You, you didn't see the last few games? <laughs> look, at guys, look at his eyes. Russell Wilson. Look at his eyes. Yeah, what about him? You didn't see it. I know you saw the last okay. few games what he did to your Kansas City Chiefs. What happened? When they, they get lost the coach the in there, oh. a different. It was <laughs> Nate can't hack it. That's what it was. Oh, man, I don't know. As soon as they got rid of Nate, Russ started doing his thing Russ again. Into this. Oh, damn. I'm Russ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I don't know if he'll be Seattle, <laughs> Russ, but Russ is not washed. How about that? He's Take not that to the He is not washed. to break. This episode is brought to you by U.S. Bank. If you ask me, nothing goes quite together like football and food, especially in the fall. College football on Saturday, the pros on Sunday, and the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card provides the perfect way to earn rewards. Whether watching your team with other super fans at a local eatery or in the comfort of your own living room. Earn four times points when you dine out or have food delivered. Maybe order a pizza and watch the big game on that big TV of yours. Plus, earn two times points at grocery stores, which is great if you're tailgating at the stadium with hot dogs and hamburgers. Even getting to the game can be rewarding as you'll earn two times points at gas stations and EV charging stations. Go to usbank.com slash altitude go to learn more about how you can earn 20,000 bonus points worth $200 if you spend $1,000 in the first 90 days of opening your account. Score big with the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. Visit usbank.com slash altitude go to apply. Limited time offer. The creditor and issuer of this card is U.S. Bank National Association. Pursuant to a license from Visa USA Incorporated, some restrictions may apply. Giants <laughs> in Minnesota, Dale Jones, or as I like to call him, Josh Allen Jr., <laughs> Isn't oh, happy really? with wow. just making the playoffs. Yeah, Brian Dayball turned him into Josh Allen. Doesn't turn the ball over, though. Yeah. Take a listen. Okay. We're definitely not satisfied just to have made the playoffs. Um, you know, that's not how, how we see it as a group. We were confident in our team uh, dating back to training camp and knew what we were uh, able to accomplish. So, um, yeah, we're by no means satisfied just to be in the playoffs. We expect to, to play well and to win. And, and um that's our expectation every week. That doesn't change. What we're talking about, Josh Allen Jr. Greg, you haven't picked an upset yet. I have not. You've been all favorites. I'm always looking for something, and then you're like, oh, I'm gonna go with the favorite. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> uh, so chances the Giants upset the Vikings. There's, it's very possible. There we go. We're getting there. Assuming that the the Vikings D remains as poor as they've been, yeah, very possible. Look, the 51 percent. Would you say? I'll give, I'll give it more than that, to Ooh. be honest. I Look, I like the Giants. The fact that they're going into U.S. Bank Stadium and they played them in Week 16 and they yeah. played them the way that they played them. Yeah. Daniel Jones played tremendous in that game. Their defense didn't do poor, but they, had, they were able to run the ball. They were able to do everything but have the ball last. Mm-hmm. That was it. Right. Like the Giants, <clears throat> I, there's no such thing as moral victories. But in that game, the way they lost that game, they like truly it. believe that they are the better team. Let's go. I'm not, I wouldn't be shocked if the Giants go into U.S. Bank and beat the Vikings. Love Beware it. of the rarely seen but always risky overrated underdog. Overrated underdog. Right now the Giants are the underdog, and they're everybody's trendy upset pick. They're not the Bucs? Well, I don't even think people really view the Bucs as an underdog, even though they are in I Vegas. Point exactly. I understand. The, <laughs> the Giants, let me just remind America, over their last ten games, the Giants, they've won three. Mm-hmm. Over Houston, Washington, and the fight in Jeff Saturdays. So they started 6-1, and one, and it's an amazing story. And no matter what Dable, what they do in this game, mm-hmm. Dable deserves some consideration for Coach of the sure. Year. And I didn't know it was possible. I, I give Daniel Jones credit. 
He leads the league this year in lowest interception percentage, yeah. 1.1%. So that is, it's for a guy who fumbles were his biggest issue, but Absolutely. picks were a part of it too. He hasn't been fumbling, and he really hasn't been throwing picks. I give him credit. But in the first matchup, they had no answer for Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson's kind of been under wraps the last couple of weeks. So after yeah. it looked like he might go for 2,000 yards. This game is going to be on turf, obviously. And it's going to be, to me, this is a, a Vikings comfortable win. Comfortable. Wow. A comfortable win. Mm. A no, I, I'm comfortable. with Greg. I definitely think the Giants have a chance to win this game. Like you said, Jones threw for over 300 yards. Yeah. Yeah. Only done like twice Everybody throws them. And they average like six true. yards a game. Right, their defense is horrible. My, what I'm upset about is that I, I mistakenly told Wilds this. I let him know I was liking the Giants. Yeah. And you're going to steal it as your upset alert. No one knows, but it's a good tease that, for that's, tomorrow. You, you did stole steal it, my graphic because I wanted my to show you my uh, – No. no. And then gallivanted around in sunglasses. I didn't gallivant around. I stay seated. I stay (laughs) – In spirit, you were gallivanting. Here's everyone to face the Vikings since Thanksgiving. They allowed 380 to Mac Jones. Career high. Hello. You want to change your take? That's like 700 yards to a real Okay. (laughs) Peterman had 114. They're not good. You want to change your take? And Xavier McKinney's back and is going to try to put the clamps on – Justin Jefferson. Okay, well, second good luck. worst pass defense in yep. the league. Like, I mean, but I think the, I don't think the Giants. Well, we got to go to the pass. Prince. We got to go to the Prince. Okay, so oh, uh, AFC Wild Card. Sorry, Chargers in Jacksonville. Guess who's the favorite? Justin Herbert. Do you think the Chargers, Nick, deserve to be favorites against the Prince of the Chargers? <laughs> oh. They're on the road against a team with the experienced coach and the better quarterback, and they have to go cross country. And I listen, I can't Vegas usually doesn't make a mistake like this, but I want to show you guys something. Okay. I'm gonna show you guys because you guys always give me a hard time for incorporating Trevor's entire football life. I think it's important. Well when he's twelve, you're like, but, and, but I you know what? I'm incorporating the whole thing, again? including the rookie year that didn't happen. So here's Trevor Lawrence's career win loss record. He's 102 and 26, dating back to high school. Just wait a moment. Wait a moment. That's not. Okay. I mean, for okay. high school, okay. he dominated high school. There are guys that did, hey, like, lost one game Bro, in high school. Oh, yeah, and he was 52 and 2 in high school. And then he was 38 and 2 in college. And he's, you know, he's struggled. He's 12 and 22 in the pros. But that's not the point. You see those 26, <laughs> you see those 26 losses? Yes. Uh, how many took place on a Saturday? Show it to us, America. Please. Oh, no. I mean, guys never lost on Saturday. Wilds <laughs> wins this game. Wins so this game. It's Saturday. Oh, oh, we, we, okay, oh, oh, we, we've got a dream. Oh, did you we've not got know? Pixie He's never we've lost. got a day okay, of the week. Be honest That's with me here. You're going. Did you know that? You didn't know that. I've given you new information. I would, I would say, Bruce, since you're, if you were watching the top of the show, America, Bruce said he likes to dig beneath the surface That's true. to the you real data. That. And I'm telling you, oh, you there's you, only seven days. And by the, the way, when, Greg, I didn't play college football. <laughs> Saturday, you did. Man. When are college football games typically played? Saturdays. Saturdays. That's interesting. And when are high school state championships typically oh played? Gosh, Saturdays. Saturdays. And the guy's never lost on a Saturday. And now the biggest football game of his life is on a Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> so uh, do with it what you will. I'm just trying to help everybody make money and look smart on TV. Look, that was nice. All right, a nice try, Ooh. Dusty. When we can, let's see Justin Herbert's high school record. Please I don't. bet it was uh, incredible. It couldn't be that great because he was the eighth-ranked player in his own state. All right, yeah. but but, it, but it, anyway, football, the Chargers yeah. are the better team. Trevor was number one player in the world. The Chargers are the better team, Nick, and and they obviously have a good passing game. Whoa, why did they lose 30 Jacksonville, it, early in the year, I know Jacksonville got the best one. Jacksonville has trouble defensively, and particularly against the pass. And that is going to be a problem for them. So, Jacksonville, and, and you've admitted, you admitted yesterday, for all the accolades you want to throw at your guy, the Prince, you admitted he gets jittery. No, All right, this I is his first playoff game no, ever. No, he actually you played ad- a playoff game a few days ago, and they won. No, it wasn't a playoff game. You, you admitted he gets jittery, no. so he might be a little jittery. I like Greg, the Chargers. Greg, okay, so, please solve look, this. I'm, I'm not surprised that the Chargers are our favorite. I'm not surprised. They better team on paper. Their coach has more to prove. Uh-oh. Like, they got this. That's my concern. They got, the guy at, they got the guy at quarterback that's been doing it for three regular seasons, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, but they're not going to get it done. I knew no. it. I knew they're it. Just, they're and what's been the Chargers' Achilles heel defensively? Their Achilles heel defensively has been their passing yeah. defense. Yeah. 
One of the things that the Chargers does really well, they pass the ball. They're one of the best in the league. They're third in the league. Yeah. But what does the Chargers do or the Jags do really well? They run the ball really well. Yes. What don't the Chargers do? Yeah. They don't. They can't. They don't stop the run. Stop the run. So Bottom this is this so isn't even as much as, as much as weak. absolutely as much as I love uh, Trevor Lawrence in this game. It's Etienne, Travis Etienne. Yeah, he like, with him. He's going to be the X factor. This is their run game against your pass, your pass game. Right. Who's going to win? You okay. trust Herbert? By the way, I trust I, Etienne. My, my main concern is Brandon Staley, Nick's I, guy, Brandon Staley. That's okay. my main I, concern. I got bad news for you guys as well since he brought up Etienne. Since high school, oh my! God. ETN also hasn't lost on Saturdays. <laughs> He's played true. with Trevor at Clemson. Let's, it's just true. Just look well, it up. We got, we got it. Lost on Coming Saturdays. up next, I what? promise you a better segment. What? The what? Most motivating yeah, segment baby. in all sports. It's facts. It's just Maybe facts. I might facts motivate your boy, Nick. Facts over Trevor. feelings, buddy. Sorry. I might motivate Trevor. Welcome back. We have an absolutely wonderful 4 o'clock segment for you right now. And as you know, for the year 2023... We get a lot of physical mail yeah, on yeah. this show, and we are willing to address your questions and concerns, also willing to move that little piece of hair out of my forehead so you can <laughs> see me perfectly. So here's the letter. Can we switch oh. to our letter writing music? That's our under duress music. There we go. I can't read a letter with <laughs> no, under duress. Sad music. No, it's not sad. It's just peaceful. Yeah. Uh, dear Wilds, love the show. Oh, it's nice. Over the holidays, my wife and I binged the entire Bud List series, and we've never been more motivated. Any chance you're thinking of a Bud List movie? I think it'd be great. I believe in you, bro. Sincerely, Don. Wow. Wow. Wait, Don, they write a lot of letters. It's a different Don. Is it? Okay. I was about to say, like, Don, is Don writing all these like, First, I get a board game. Yeah. yeah. Now, potentially a movie. Well, I believe yeah. in you. Wow. I, that plus the fact that we're going into Wild Card Weekend has me feeling extra <laughs> motivational, <laughs> extra inspirational. So, Nick, yeah, you ready. know who my first guy is. You should know. I've been touting him all year. Number three on the bud list, Josh Allen. Wow. Now, I know everybody's saying, hold on. Tua, Tua's out. Yeah. It should be a cakewalk against Miami. Precisely. <laughs> and what if it's not a cakewalk? What if Josh struggles? I got to be honest. I'm objective up in here. All right, Josh, everybody picked him, including me, to win the MVP everybody? this season, the preseason. Just about everybody. Except, I'll give Nick except credit. Except people that like to be right. All right. And he failed. All right? And I have to admit, Nick, there is a little bit of truth to your Josh Allen roller coaster. I'm going to give you that. All right? And so Josh Allen has got to come out here. Go out there, Josh. Dispose of them quickly. Blow them out. Run away with it and rest up for next week and really do make it better than a bye. Josh Allen, number one on the butt list. I got to throw this out there, too. You did lead the league in red zone picks yeah. with five. Is he number so one or number three? Number one okay. with five. All right, so Josh, <laughs> I believe in you. Go ahead and get it done. Number two, Iowa Mafia in the house. <laughs> My man, Brock Curry. <laughs> Brock. You have passed every test, my man, thrown into the fire against Miami. A good team. No problem. All right, you got to come back against the Las Vegas Raiders. No problem. But this is the playoffs. And I got to admit, heading into the playoffs, Nick, I'm going to give Nick a little pub here on my bud list. <laughs> oh, good. You have, Brock, been better than Jimmy G. Wow! You have played better. But you have to play better than Jimmy G did in the playoffs. Right. All right? That's what it's about because the only way nine that passes. you can lose <laughs> to the Seattle Seahawks, sorry, Wilds, okay. is if you play poorly, Brock. That is it. You have a chance to make history. All right? No Mr. Relevant's been as good as you at the quarterback position. I believe in you, Brock. Like I said, Iowa Mafia. At number one. Y'all know who's number one. Uh, Dak Prescott. Oh. I mean, this one was obvious. They don't pay you $40 million a year, Dak, to follow up 12 win seasons by getting bounced one and done style. All right? 
And Dak has a lot of mental hurdles to overcome <coughs> heading into this game. Sorry. Last week was his worst game ever. Yep. All right, heading into these That's playoffs. Uh, his second worst game of the season, the worst one up till last week, was against Tom Brady in week one. And then last year, the way the playoffs ended in ugly fashion, a lot of mental hurdles for him to overcome. And Dak, the narrative, if you lose this game to an 8-9 and nine Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, I don't care who the quarterback is, the narrative will be that Dak cannot win the big games, Dak cannot beat the good teams, and all the gaudy numbers are empty calories. Dak! I like you. I'm not sure if I believe in you. Wow! I, I, I like you, but I'm not sure I believe in you. That is this what, week's bud. What a turn! Wow! I, I like the bud list. I'm not mad My at man. it. Thank you. And I, you know, in the, just to be as motivating, motivating as you. I'm going to go to Minnesota. Oh! In my bud list edition. Justin Jefferson. Thank you. Why is it Justin Jefferson? Because you are the offense. Take a look at these numbers. 1,800 yards. You know the company you keep is greatness, man. Look at this. Look at the company that he's in with these yards. Jerry Rice, Super Bowl winner. You got Cooper Cubs, Super Bowl winner. You got Calvin Johnson. You got Antonio Brown, Julio Jones. All these guys are great. They were their team's offense. You are the difference maker. You got grittied on a few weeks ago. You got the (laughs) blueprint is supposed to be out on you. You know how you feel about that. There is no blueprint. Mm to what you can do or what a team can stop you from doing, you set the tone. You create the opportunities for everybody on that team, and you let those Giants walk in there Mm. believing that they can win, but walking out there feeling like we had a good year. Maybe next year will be our year. Justin Jefferson, go be great. Go motivate your team. And I don't want to hear nothing about the 1 o'clock Kirk Cousins isn't playing at 1 (laughs) o'clock. You have a lot to do with that, buddy. That's good. Go get it done. Well done, Greg Jennings. Well done. Look, ever since Jair Alexander trash-talked him, he has not – he has struggled. He got five receptions, I think, in the last two games. So, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good addition. It's a great addition. It's a great job by Greg. And a great job by Brew, not just because he was repeatedly saying, yeah, you know those things I disagreed with Nick about early in the year. It turns out he was right all along. But he also resisted the urge to do what I was certain you were going to do, which is put Trevor Lawrence on the bud list. But you must have realized the game's on he's Saturday, playing with so he money. literally is never lost. Uh, I'm going to put Micah Parsons on the bud oh, list. Hmm. Two I do not think... The Cowboys can win this game without Micah having a huge game. Now, luckily, he's Lawrence Taylor, and Lawrence Taylor always showed up in the playoffs. At least Lawrence Taylor's first five career playoff games, he had a sack in every single one of them and six total. And early in the year, I just asked, I said, hey, how about we let let, uh, Micah Parsons get to Von Miller status? And then Derek Thomas' status. And then we can get to Lawrence Taylor's status. But I said, no, 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 no. This is where he's at. Well, it's where he was at. But the last seven games has not been the case. So we can show you. He had 12 sacks weeks 1 through 12. And Cincinnati has one and a half. Not good. The Cowboys' defense was utterly dominant weeks 1 through 12. It has been below average since then. And the Cowboys' pass defense was impenetrable weeks 1 through 12. It has been league average since then. You are now up against Tom Brady, but he is 45 years old coming off the worst season of his career from a a success standpoint. You have the opportunity, Micah Parsons, to be the best player on the field in a game involving the current guy recognized as the greatest player of all time. Your team, I don't believe, can win the game without you making a game-changing play. So, Micah Parsons, I'm putting you on the bud list. Not bad, not bad, and and I think, and we disagree on this, Nick. I think that's why he didn't get on the pro, the All Pro team, as picked by the players, 
because of the way he kind of fell off, off a little bit in the second half of the season. And so, uh, yeah, and then he puts out the tweet about, I'm going to be playing in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the pressure is on Micah. Have we been a five-man uh, bud list like we used to be? Oh. Wild shot that down a little while ago. Uh, he would have been He's on. right. I mean, Wilds is right. You went to the ball. There's, there's six people on the bud list. Broussard, outside of that little shot you just took at me, there's nothing more I like than when you look right at the camera and you say, I believe in you. Well, I will try that because I'm putting Devontae Adams on the list. Devontae Adams, I believe in you. However, Raiders management, I don't believe in you (laughs) at all. Derek Carr, who was a pretty good quarterback. And guess what? An A-plus recruiter to getting Devontae Adams on the team. Also, a great leader. And when any time a quarterback falters, like, you know what? We We need a CEO in here. We need real leadership. Well, Derek Carr gave you that in spades, and you guys threw it away. He brought you through the whole last year of controversy and tragedy, and no one cares. And you let him go. You didn't play him for the last two games because you have a pipe dream that you're going to get some of the best quarterbacks in the history of football. You're like, oh, don't worry, Devontae Adams. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to get Tom Brady. Ooh, that looks good. That sounds like a great Tom plan. looks angry. Well, because he doesn't want to play in Las Vegas. <laughs> How about, oh, no, 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 no. Okay, if that doesn't work, here's our next option. Oh, we're going to get Jimmy G. No, we're not going to get Jimmy G. I blew the joke. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's what happens when you don't have a plan. You go in with a plan, it goes awry. You get Aaron Rodgers. Then what's the, what are you going to end up with? Oh, Jimmy G. So if I'm Devontae Adams, I'm like, you know what? I didn't sign up for Jimmy G. Delivers me a lot of quarterback wins, don't get me wrong. But I signed up to play with Derek Carr. Not bad. Maybe you get Jimmy G, but I don't want it. Just don't sleep on Jimmy G. That's I'm all I'm not sleeping on Jimmy G, but he's he not wins. even as good as Derek Carr. You're getting rid of all right, all right, not bad, not bad. I mean, Devontae's at home watching this weekend, so I, I was looking at playoff guys, but not bad because you got they do have to get a, they do have to get a quarterback. They do have take to get a that. quarterback. What? Your Butler's edition didn't fit his motif. <laughs> take that one. I know they were your Super Bowl pick, but they wow, didn't, they take didn't that to the playoffs in case you didn't know. Well, then they should have done the stupid lateral play, and then the Patriots would have gotten it. Uh, coming up next. One of the hottest segments we've ever done in the history of the show. Brady, uh, going to the... Ooh. Yeah, it's a good tease, right? Yeah, Not that's a great tease. I'll be 100% honest with you. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. We've got a great five minutes for you right now. New report says Brady going to Miami is, quote, definitely on the table. We know there was interest in the offseason, Nick. Didn't work out. Do you think this makes sense now for Brady and or the Dolphins? Well, I think it makes tremendous sense for Brady. I think that he would have the best weapons he had since he was winning MVPs with the Patriots, the late 2000s, early 2010s. This is better weapons than he had in his time with the Patriots, and I think better weapons than he had his first year in Tampa with Godwin and Evans, everybody mm-hmm. healthy. I had Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell have an argument of the best wide receiver duo in football. Mm-hmm. I also think that for him, he is, you know, I think he probably wants to on the East Coast. It's not far from where he is right now. So for all those personal reasons, it makes sense. For the Dolphins, there's a couple questions you have to ask yourself. Are you signing up for Brady? Or is it Brady and Sean Payton? Because that's what it was this past offseason. And I think Sean Payton's going to be excellent wherever he goes. But if I'm Miami, I would be a little hesitant to fire Mike McDaniel, but I think I would do it to get the package deal. I think Mike McDaniel's an excellent coach. I, I understand they lost five straight. He has dealt with a lot of quarterback things. I think he's smart. I think the offense is uh, he's very in- ingenuitive with the offense. I, I, I don't know if that's the word, but you know what I'm trying Ingenious. to say. Ingenious. Uh, and so I, I like Mike McDaniel quite a bit. But a Brady-Sean Payton duo would be hard to turn down. But here's the other thing, Greg. The other reason it makes sense for Miami is even at 46 years old, Brady's more likely than Tua to yes. play all 17 games. And I feel sick that this happened to Tua. Right. But it has happened. And if you're Miami, you've got to plan accordingly. And you wouldn't mean you have to trade Tua, especially if you think it's only a one-year rental for Brady. But I think it makes a lot of sense, Greg. It does make a lot of sense. And I'll just simply add the fact that when you look at the teams that are ready-made, there's one other team outside of Miami that are, is probably more ready-made, and that's the 49ers. Yep. Right. And – and in, in my opinion, if Brock Purdy makes this run to the Super Bowl with the 49ers, that's out. 
Right. You can scratch that. I agree. The Miami Dolphins then is probably the next best ready-made situation for Tom Brady. And you mentioned, and I think this is probably the biggest, for the Dolphins, you can't take a chance. Again, it's sensitive because it's Tua and it's concussions, but because he, of all of that. You can't go into the season with the same quarterback you, room you went in this year with. You can't you go can't. in the season with the, the concussions yes. looming over your quarterback right. that right. has you in a situation in, that he's in right now. And I, I get it. That's not Tua's fault. Right. It's, just the, it's just the reality. It's just the reality of how this game is played and the injuries that are occurred. So yeah. if I'm Tom Brady, I'm definitely – no, I, I agree with you, Greg. Like, outside of San Francisco, that is the best place, I believe, for Brady to go. They're built to win now, so you can't go into the season with just Tua because if he gets hurt and now you got either Bridgewater or Skylar Thompson or whoever, your season is done. So, yeah, I love it. And, again, I think Tua can stay there, learn at the feet of the GOAT, and, I mean, you still might have the same questions a year from now as far as his health. But hopefully he'll be able to get back out there after. Brady's only a one-year, most likely a one-year deal. That's a great thought because if Brady did go to Miami, then you, have, you can pretty much Tua gets a year to kind of just He's only making rest. like $4.5 million next year. I, so, right, yeah, and he's yeah. on his rookie deal. But I'm just talking for his health. Like you get kind of a year off of just sitting and watching and learning and you're staying healthy. That's a right. thing. Think about that. Thank you. Greg, when you went to Minnesota from the Packers – did the Packers fans like that? Absolutely not. How was your reception? Great. Did they welcome you with my open reception arms when you went for back the Minnesota. My reception for the Minnesota fans was amazing. Lambo, not so much. I, I, I think <laughs> for Tom Brady, he would pick a rough conference to be in. A division. I think, yeah, sorry, rough, rough division. I think Josh Allen would get W's. I think when Tom Brady came back to Foxborough. It was a, I think it was his worst game at that point as a buck right. because Belichick has obviously the playbook on him. I think those, and I think the Jets are going to be better. I, here's, so I, I think it's tough to come back to the AFC East emotionally and just practically that the teams are tough. Here's the thing. Brady, the, the teams as it happens this year, aside from San Francisco, because I think the NFC West next year could be a pretty soft division. I think Seattle will be good-ish. We'll see what they do with mm-hmm. quarterback, see if they keep Geno as a free agent. But the Rams might be in free fall, right. and the Cardinals are in utter disarray. Yep. So the Niners, everybody's going to say Niners, but Greg's point is exactly correct. If Brock Purdy, they might win the Super Bowl. Like, and so take them off that, that chess piece off the board for a moment. The Jets are in the same division. They, they're ready-made, in my opinion. They are. The, the, we've mentioned the Raiders. They're in a tougher division. You know what I mean? They're ready-made. And Brady's trying to win a Super Bowl, not just sneak. Yeah, he could go to it. I've heard people say, what about Atlanta? Yeah, you could stay in the NFC South, stay no. indoors. That, to me, that's not going to happen. I do have a question for Greg Jennings, though, however. Who was it that we were talking about that Greg said you'd go play for? I don't even remember. It was a few days ago. Oh, you, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. You said he'd go play for Joe Burrow. I mean, you got some unfinished business in Miami, my man. Wow. <laughs> we, got, we, can, we can show you. Tom Brady wouldn't be the first great player <laughs> to be go. like, you know what? Let's let, let, let oh, 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 in Miami. That, oh, there's old 8-5 looking there like young 8-5 work. <laughs> Route Tree Jennings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me excited over here. Yeah. I mean, they, they could use that a third guy. That is the Route Tree. Waddle Hill. Yeah, that, that, that guy doesn't rest in this body oh, any longer. No, yeah, linebacker now. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a little too big. Too big. <laughs> he could fight in, go with Gusecki and Craycraft, a little tight I, ends I will, package. I will add this, though, yeah. really quick. Like, with Tom Brady, it's all about, like, being motivated to play. And a lot of us think that just because he goes to a team and has to be an easy pass to the Super Bowl, I completely disagree. If you, if you stack the odds against him, that buys him. He's all the way in. Like he's but yet give him enough. Absolutely, to win. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But it'd also be nice to make the playoffs with a losing record, like he's doing now. Yeah, See, I don't no. think so. No, I, I think if they end up losing in round one, this year will be just the same as if he missed the playoffs. Yeah, I think that go eight and ten. The, the, yeah, but I I think he'd rather ha- be on a better team in a far tougher division than be on a mediocre team whose yeah. chances are. I think he'd rather lower his chances of making the playoffs, but raise his chances of winning a Super Bowl if he were to make the playoffs. Okay, and then come back to New England. Coming up next, will Luca <laughs> outplay LeBron? We discuss next. First things first. It's oh, tough to watch you choosing between my literal sons <laughs> to get him out of it. <laughs> Medal time. 
Denver and Phoenix look at the back-to-back and maybe back-to-back-to-back MVP with a beautiful pass that Nick didn't like for some reason. Brew, back, listen, Jokic, I no longer will say he's the best passing center since Wolf. I think he is the best passing center ever. Absolutely. But this is not a great pass. It's not a great pass, but a very good one. It, but it, 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 it achieves nothing is my point. It's an, ass- what? It, it's an assist. No, because Aaron Gordon makes a play. Never mind. Doesn't it wasn't matter. like, I, I mean, it, on okay, the record, he rolls up a little bit. America, it wasn't like he had to jump voting had been done air. properly, Nikola Jokic would be right now the leading candidate to win his first MVP. Then he should be MVP. No, well, we can talk about that another day. Metal stand, a very alliterative <laughs> metal stand today. Ja Morant. Bronze medal, 38, 5, and 4, and a win over the Spurs. Silver medal, Jalen Brunson, 34 and 4. And you know what? Did a rough draft of the updated pyramid. Jalen Brunson's making it. Absolutely. Gold medal, Jalen Brown, 41 and 12. All Jaws or Jalen's on the medal stand from last night in the NBA. There's your medal stand. Great job, Jalen. 41 points. We can show you the medal stand right now. There it is. Last night in the NBA. Thank you. No problem, buddy. Uh, Mavs at Lakers tonight. LeBron's last four games. 37, 25, 43, and 47. Luka's last four games. 43, 34, 23, and 39. Bro, both guys have been on a tear. Who has the better game tonight? I think they'll both have very good games. I think LeBron will go for 30 plus. 30 plus. In a loss. But I think Luka's numbers and they'll get the win will be better. I think Luka's going to go berserk. I do. Too. Wow. Yeah. I think what does berserk go, mean? Like 38, uh, 13, crazy. and 9. I, know, I know what berserk means. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't know. I want, I want a numerical value. Uh, can I, I let Nick give the no, berserk? No, listen. I think, I think Luka will have the better overall game. But if LeBron scores 35... He gets to 38,000. 30, he's 35 points away from 38,000. Oh, he's definitely getting it then. So I want to show you guys something real quick about the leading scorers in NBA history. And I apologize. So Wilt and Dirk are the people who had 31,000. That's how many points per game they averaged the year they got their fi- those, those po- crossed that threshold. Jordan got over 32,000, averaged 20. Kobe, fourth leading scorer of all time, was averaging just under 18. And then nobody's in the 34s, the 35s. Carl Malone's at, was averaging 20 when he did it. Shout out to Carl Malone. And then there's LeBron, who's about to get to 38,000, averaging nearly 30 points per game. I know for some reason this is almost like cliche at this point, but what he's doing this year, I know Wilds is far more worried about the Lakers, you know, the 2023 Lakers record in the Western Conference at this very moment, but Brew is a historian of the game can recognize, no matter where you come out on the GOAT discussion, what he's doing is a literal impossibility in sports history until LeBron did it this year. And I didn't even think he could do it this year the way he's doing it. No, I don't think anybody in their right mind would have thought he was going to play like this. It's unprecedented what he's doing. And and if you, you know, we're not going to have the GOAT debate, but the longevity argument is clearly LeBron's. I mean, there's no doubt about that. That's Maybe the best argument for LeBron is the longevity. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Uh, compiler? Is that okay. <laughs> he said he said longevity <laughs> argument. Speak it up. Next. Watch out. <laughs>